Good morning. It's January 3rd, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. Today's title is Feeling Guilty, and you may recognize the music, the theme to Perry Mason, played by the Royal Philharmonic Concert Orchestra. This is the covenant I will make. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. Jeremiah 31, 33. All of us have done things about which we feel guilty afterwards. Sometimes the things we do are intentional, knowing that it is easier to ask absolution than it is permission. For instance, the time that I climbed out of the second-story window of our house in Tulsa, Oklahoma, quietly opened the garage door, and proceeded to steal my father's 1968 Dodge Charger. That's right, Bullet, starring Steve McQueen. I don't even remember what I was angry about, but taking the car at age 16 and driving through the night to New Mexico was definitely intentional. It turned out to be a really bad idea, too, not the least of which was evident when I ran out of gas in Tucumcari, with not a penny to my name. Luckily, no pennies, but I did have a dime, and I called the house that day. Thank God my brother answered and was able to sneak Dad's wallet off the dresser and read me the Texaco credit card number. When I asked the lay of the land, he nonchalantly cautioned me to keep my head down since Dad had called the highway patrol, reported the car stolen, and neglected to mention the identity of the suspected thief. There were all kinds of reasons that I felt guilty in the coming weeks, not the least of which was the fact that I was guilty. On the other hand, sometimes we feel guilty despite our lack of intentional wrongdoing. You would think that after I pulled into our circle drive in 1990 and noticed the car seat next to me in the truck, that was legal back then, instead of wondering why it was there, it might have triggered the memory of me departing the blockbuster without my two-year-old daughter in tow. But no, my hand was on the front door handle when the shadow crossed my mind and I drove the two miles back to the video store at, oh, I don't know, 105 miles per hour. When I walked in, Kelly was sitting in the corner watching The Little Mermaid on the big screen TV with several other toddlers. I relayed the story to my wife some eight years later, guilt plagued that entire time, finding that that was way too soon anyway. I've chosen two anecdotes that are lighthearted examples of what the ancient Hebrews called both intentional and unintentional sin. The priests would offer sacrifices for the people in multiple categories, including burnt, grain, peace, sin, and guilt offerings. These were to cover or atone for unintentional sins. Intentional disobedience brought curses from disease to crop failure, wild animal attacks, war, and even plague, Leviticus 1 through 7, 26 through 27. The Old Testament is the story of the Hebrews, the chosen people's, persistent failure to abide by the 613 laws of Moses that he received at Mount Sinai and the consequences. But the prophet Jeremiah promised that God had a new plan. No longer would the people have complex rules to follow in meticulous detail, depending on the priests to offer sacrifices to atone for their continual disobedience. Instead, the law would be written on their hearts. The Messiah would come and conceive by the Holy Ghost, born of a virgin, live a perfect life, and die on a cross, taking all our sins, past, present, and future, to the grave with him, as the ultimate and final sacrifice. Jesus then rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, 
conquering the ultimate penalty for sin, which had been death, and clothing us in his perfect righteousness. Now, there is no more reason to feel guilty ever again. The indwelling spirit guides us, and when we ignore him and go our own way, we're still forgiven because of his incomparable grace and love for us. Hallelujah. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, Ephesians 1, 7. When the weight of our own inevitable sin weighs us down, and we start to doubt our own worth even to you, remind us that your son took the hit for us. He paid the price of our sin so that we're free of guilt and shame. That cross 2,000 years ago covered our sins, past, present, and future. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.